0: Want to like be incognito about their alcoholism? I don't know!
1: Because every Hallmark movie is the exact same movie with a different cast.
0: Okay. God, why, you should not laugh at that. Do
1: not be <laughs> proud. Of no one laughs. No one should be encouraging that. I'm
0: Ashley. Hi Megan. And this is Wine and Dine. And Dine. Hi, <laughs> this is
1: Ashley. <laughs> I'm Megan, and this is Wine and Dine, uh, guys. This month, we I know I hope that you guys were able to read along with us because Lore was a doozy. I don't mm-hmm. want to give anything away about what we rated mm-hmm, it,
0: mm-hmm, but mm-hmm.
1: I hope that a lot of you read along with us because this is a really fun one. This is a it's a hefty boy. It is a biggin'.
0: He is a hefty boy, so I understand if this is not something you were able to complete in a month. She Trust me, it it took me almost a whole month to get
1: through this bad boy, too, but... I could not read this in one sitting, if that tells you guys anything. I mean, I know that you guys don't know me on, like, a personal basis, but we've talked about how quickly I read things. Yeah. And this took me several. Not one, not Mm -hmm. two... Took me several sittings, and it was not because I was like, "Oh, I just can't read this right now." Like, mm, yeah, no,
0: she she hefty boy, she thick, yeah. And I mean, yeah, kind of. We'll just dive into my first point here in the review of Lore by Alexander Bracken. Alexander Bracken. I have to say, I think she's my favorite author when it comes to world building. She's so good, right? She is. And I think that's what makes a lot of her books so daunting. um, Because Passenger was the same way. That was like almost a 500, 600 page book. Well, I mean, look what she did with uh, Prosper Redding. Yeah. Like, that's a whole, that's two different worlds. That was... Mm -hmm. She's amazing. I love, I love her writing for that. Her world building skills is amazing, and what I okay, and that was something I wanted to ask you. Could is this even believable? Yes, is this believable that something like this could happen in yes. this in this modern era? I said maybe with a question mark, just I, because I there said, are some, on Yes, I mean that. If I have to say yes, I'm literally getting my tinfoil hat out and going. <laughs> conspiracy theory time conspiracy
1: Look, theory time conspiracy theory corner is not something we will be doing on the show because then we will never talk about books again Because yeah. i will not stop talking about it yeah but if you if someone were to come to me with evidence right now and say hey i think this is happening i'm gonna be like yeah i know i believe you
0: i believe <laughs> so you're gonna you be you're gonna be miles in this instance yeah where you're just gonna be like moon's haunted <laughs> yeah am i super
1: thrilled that this is happening? No, because now I know I'm going to be involved, and I'm weak, and I would not survive. <laughs> no, well this but type see, of world, you'd be in but...
0: Unblooded. You would you weren't supposed, you, I'll take Van's stand on this. You're not supposed to be in this. Yeah, that's true. Why would you want to be in this? I don't. Um, I, I do, I would <laughs> But if, if me and David literally came to you and be like, hey, uh, this one week in June, uh, we can't be contacted because, um. Uh, we gotta go hunt some gods. Yeah, I'm gonna be like, you do
1: that on your own. Um, I'll see you when you get back, and I wish you the best of luck. <laughs> so I don't, I don't want to get too heavy into the. You guys know no, we're how just this talking works. Around... We just talk, so I know that some of you that are listening, especially if you're new, might be confused because you're like, "Why are you being so vague about this book?" We haven't hit our spoiler part yet, okay? Trust so, me. Um, there will
0: be there will be time for this. I just really wanted to, out of the gate, say. While yes, this is a daunting book, uh, 466 pages, it, it, it grabs you, it mm-hmm. sucks
1: you in, and you're just like, this I can't is say enough right. good things about her writing style mm-hmm. and the worlds that she builds. I yes. really can't say enough about it. If you haven't read a Bracken book, mm-hmm. go pick one up. And yeah. if. Based on what we've read, yeah, it's, she's three for three right now. So like, well, she's more for that for me. I, I, well, okay, yeah, but like, no, for me, for you like,
0: personally, you've only she's hitting on... it every time. Yeah. So like, just go pick up a book and I, see if you like. it. I would it. say the only downside is is that you do have to get past maybe like the first five or six chapters she's doing a lot of world building well yeah no no and that's the thing that's the thing i think a lot of people are gonna be like okay this is almost a 500 page book the first five chapters they're so slow they're so drawn out the slow burn is there my friend it is there but just bear with me she's like warming up the the stove she's ready to get you going so there are
1: some books where the slow burn for me is like okay this is boring. But then there are some books mm-hmm. where you can tell that something's coming. Yeah. And I like to think of those books as roller coaster books. Mm-hmm. Hear me out. You're like slowly moving that up. Click, it's, click, it's click 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 and click, you click, to click, the click. top, okay? And then once it starts going, it's it's down and it's around corners and it's loop de loop and it's in a tunnel and like it is an intense. Yeah joyride of a roller coaster and that is what i mean by this book i don't mean oh mm. god this was everywhere i just mean like whew, once it gets started it was going once, miles once an it hour.
0: gets up to that first peak and it's like oh we're going it's gonna happen yeah it's like um Oh, an Emperor's New Groove, where they're about to go over the waterfall, and they're like, (laughs) sharp rocks at the bottom? Most likely. Bring it on. Bring it on. (laughs) That's how I I always go into Alexander Bracken books. I'm like, I know she's going to slow burn it. She's going to tickle the fancy. She's going to get you kind of like, wait a second, something ain't right. And then she's just going to let low the brakes, and it's just going to be the best journey You'll ever have. So that is in no way
1: a spoiler to tell you that you should love Alexander Bracken as much as we do. Yes. Uh, two thumbs up for you as an author. Always. Yeah. No. I don't know why I address that directly to her as I if she's know. just listening to Maybe this podcast, she does. but I can be
0: hopeful. Yeah. Okay. I I'm very very excited and just kind of like I felt satisfied with this as a standalone novel because it is. This is a one and done. But I do see that there is a possibility for a, um, maybe, um, something that we can kind of go into later, that there might be some avenues where she could take it and go maybe further in this world. She could take it prequel very easily. She could do a prequel. She could also follow maybe a few of the, the families.
1: Yes, like do do you? I don't know if any of you guys have read the Mortal Instruments series, but you know how they have like yes. the alternate time. They're not alternate, but they're like like timelines Clockwork that Angel. are happening sometimes yeah, yeah, at yeah. the same time. They're not necessarily always prequels, sequels, whatever. Because yeah. sometimes there's some overlap in different areas, like well, like the
0: whole Clockwork
1: Angel was a prequel, wasn't it? Well, yeah, I mean, but that's what I'm saying. Some of them were, but then like other ones, they end up kind of overlapping in some aspects because like okay. one of them's at the New York Institute and one's at the European Institute and one's at the mm. French Institute so like there's different mm-hmm, mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. kind of overlap sometimes okay. and so like I wouldn't even mind that like getting different yeah
0: I would love uh, to see uh, if we're gonna go for like what we would love to see come out of this book series I wouldn't want a sequel I'd want more like a companion novel almost. exactly that's what I'm thinking. like I would love to see maybe like a novella of maybe their the previous Argon, maybe? I would love to see I would a prequel lo-
1: of the original Fall. Oh, of them, like, the first ever The Argon? first ever Aegon, yeah.
0: Argon? Which, by the way, we're going to
1: say a lot of words in this podcast, and there's a very, very, very good chance that we're saying them wrong, okay? Well, Ashley they're... and I say them different.
0: Yeah. And so just bear with us. I they're... think that has to do, though, with how my background on how i pronunciate words and your background on how you pronunciate words
1: well yeah that true and and also that a lot of these words aren't english they're greek so i don't speak greek i'm sorry that's not one of the classes that was offered in high school for yeah. me i had spanish and french and that was it so mm-hmm. and i don't even speak spanish in a good accent i speak it yeah. very bastardized so
0: i i mean i was a lot around a few families that that are Greek in my mm-hmm. growing up, so some of these I am trying to pronunciate how they taught me how to yeah. pronunciate it. Also, we had um, Latin. You could take Latin in our in my I in high school. Yeah, if I would have stayed at Warren,
1: Latin was an option, but um, we didn't have that at New Pal.
0: Yeah, and a few of my friends took Latin, and I would learn from them and help them with stuff because I was taking French, and mm-hmm. French is like a long ancestral friend of yeah of Latin. But yeah, no, I think. There, there's a uh, prequels that she could do I think there is a companion novel somewhere in here with maybe some of the main characters um because there yeah. there is a part where um and we'll probably get to it hopefully um where one of the one of the how one of the families that are still standing um has the ability to change how they handle things yes And I think that might be an interesting kind of to see what happens off of them almost too. Oh, no, for sure. Um, so before we get
1: into our spoilers, cause I am so ready. Okay. I am so ready to talk okay, about okay. this. Let's go. Um, for those of you that haven't picked up the book or are interested in picking up the book, I'm just going to give you the quick, uh, you know, inside cover synopsis really quick just to, you know, get those juices flowing, maybe get you excited about this mm-hmm. book. Yes. Um, yes. and just to kind of let you guys know what you're getting into if you decide to stay. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. Okay. Every seven years, the Agon begins. As a punishment for a past rebellion, nine Greek gods are forced to walk the earth as mortals. They are hunted by the descendants of ancient bloodlines, all eager to kill a god and seize their divine power and immortality long ago lore perseus flew or fled that brutal world turning her back into the turning her back on the hunt's promises of eternal glory after her family was murdered by a rival line for years she's pushed away any thought of revenge against the man now a god responsible for their deaths yet as the next hunt draws over new york city two participants seek her out castor a childhood friend of lore believed to be dead and athena one of the last original gods now gravely wounded the goddess offers lore an alliance against their mutual enemy and a way to leave the aegon behind forever but lore's decision to rejoin the hunt binding her fate to athena's will come at a deadly cost and it may not be enough to stop the rise of a new god with the power to bring humanity to its knees so Mm -hmm. if you haven't read the book and you want to please go get it pause this Join us later. Read it. Yeah. Come back around. It'll
0: be here. Trust me.
1: If you have already read it or you just don't care about spoilers because you are just chaotic evil, like go for it. (laughs) I'm fine with that if that's how you want to live your life. Um, but from here on out, we are spoiling. So, spoiler, mm-hmm. spoiler, 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 spoiler. Okay, I think I said a spoiler enough times. You think? If they stayed, it's on them now. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's just, it's, it's on you. If you also, just a side here.
0: note, yay for Alexander Bracken for putting, like, lists in the book. She has
1: maps. She has lists. Yeah, cause... She has this really cool poem at the beginning, which becomes, like, a big thing. Well, that's the, uh, that's the, um...
0: Yeah, huh. Uh huh. That's, uh-huh. a, that's,
1: that's th- what I said. That becomes a big thing. That's the
0: yeah. the part of the po- that's the part of the poem we know. No, this is the poem that has been transcribed and passed down. We don't have the original. That's what I'm saying. That's the oh, one okay, that they okay, know, okay, and they're okay. looking for the okay, okay, okay. the extra. Yeah. Well, like you have these, you have the living lines, and then you have the ones that are the deadlines. But then, if you flip all the way to the back of the book, flip, 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 yep, yep, flip, yep, yep, yep. flip, flip, right here.
1: Oh, it has a casting characters. I stopped mm-hmm. when I got to the end, so I actually didn't see that.
0: Oh, that is so cool. But it has all of the houses and... Yeah, uh. it says who's deceased at the start of the Agon, who's alive at the start of the Agon. Um, it'll even say, stat, uh, like, for Apollo, it says status unknown at yeah. the start. Um, it has new a list guides. of all the new gods. It breaks down everybody's name per house. Um that is really who's neat. mentioned. Yeah. It even states other houses here that they might just at least reference. Look, this is some Pottermore level stuff here. Yeah, okay? Right? Like I am really digging this. Now it comes down to who whose house do you want to be in? Oh, <laughs> whose God. house do you want to be in? Because okay, I okay, I'm probably going to butcher this. I want to be in the Bellamorphius house. Okay, but that's a deadline. I know but that would be the one I'd want to be in.
1: Oh, like out of all of the Mhm. Oh god. Okay. I didn't even know that there was a house of Jason. Okay, if you sit here and look
0: at all of the old... Well, because they don't talk about them. Yeah,
1: if you talk about all the old gods, and you're saying that there's Cadmus, and Odysseus, and Theseus, and Achilles, and then all of a sudden you have someone named Jason, Mm -hmm. okay? That's like naming your kids, like, something awesome, like, Wrathbringer, and Slasherface, and then naming your other kid Brad. Like, (laughs) you're just... (laughs) i'm sorry like mm, so no jason is not the house that i would want to be a part of
0: yeah but that is the by if you're all sitting here going wait is is are she talking about jason and the argonauts yeah that that's that's the house that we're referencing I, i have
1: never gotten over the fact that his name is jason if i had to choose i would choose the house of perseus only because their sign is the mark of medusa And I, we, we will go over that later, but, like, I have always been absolutely obsessed with that story.
0: Okay. All right. That's fine. I mean, I like the House of Odysseus, too. I mean, the, that would be from, like, the Trojan, the Trojan War, and you get the Trojan Horse as your marker. Um, I don't want to ever be in the following houses. The Hercules? I don't want to be in their house. Heracles? Yeah. I don't want to be in that house. Uh, I don't want to be in Theseus's. It, See, that's the other one that I might be in, only because it's the mark of the Minotaur. <laughs> the Minotaur is dope. <laughs> I mean, y- if you think it's rad, you think it's rad. But I uh, do. Then I like them as Cadmus. a family
1: in this book. No, we don't
0: even get to hear about them. All we know is that they teamed up with the with the Cadam- Cadmus. Cadmides.
1: Yeah, no, I know. And, like, that's why I said, do I want to team up with them? No, because they sound like cowards. At the very first yeah. opportunity, they went in... Yeah, anyway. We'll yeah. get
0: to it. They're they're cowards. It's because they don't have a god to back them. If yeah. you've noticed, all the houses that had a god within their house, they were much stronger. And... Yeah. It just... Okay. I just... I wanted to point that out, and I think that's cool. I do. I like it. She...
1: Again, we've already pointed out that she is super good at world building. Mm -hmm. And if that doesn't show you right there, I want you guys to go pick up this book. Because, like, we'll post a picture of this on our Instagram. Mm -hmm. Again, the whole reason that I even saw this book and looked at it is because it is the coolest cover. And I've said it already. I am obsessed with Medusa lore. And, like, this
0: right here. It's it's beautiful. Well, and I feel like as you read through the book, the cover choice makes... Makes a lot, a more, lot sense. more sense. A lot more sense. But let's kind of jump into this. Where do you Where do you want to start? Um. Okay. Let's
1: start with Lore's underground fight club scenes. Oh, Okay,
0: that's like right at the beginning. Well, yeah,
1: only because I feel like that does a really good job of introducing you to who Lore is as a person and mm-hmm. the fact that she's going. To have some deep background information come out about her later. We. Okay, hear me out.
0: Yeah. She's. For it. she's
1: fighting people all the time and she's like I don't want to feel anything I don't want to express my feelings all I'm going to do is fight and you know mm-hmm. her best friend Miles is worried about her because she's in these fights all the time mm-hmm. and she's like okay my next fight will be my last my next fight will be my last but then she just keeps fighting and fighting and fighting mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. not only do we know okay she's resilient but we also know she is running from something heavy right. like if you you're not just fighting for money like she says that mm-hmm. in the beginning like she didn't she would I mean yeah it's an easy way to make money but like right she could care less yeah she cares less about that it's a way for her to not have to feel anything and she's not willing to talk about her feelings in the beginning so as an author alexander bracken is already setting up eventually she's gonna spill some deep stuff here like she's eventually all this is gonna catch up with her yeah so that's what i meant by like her fighting shows you that she's Mm. got something deep dark going on Yeah. And I guess this
0: is a good point here just to interview. If you have any issues with the following, this may not be for you. Sexual assault. Child selling. I don't know what the word is for that. Child brides. Child brides. uh, Any type of physical assault towards children.
1: Men- and, any type of physical assault towards anyone in general there's yeah, a lot of there's assault. a lot
0: of fighting in this book <laughs> it's, oh man it's, is the choreography amazing yeah and
1: it's not necessarily <clears throat> one of the heaviest books that we've read so i wouldn't I, it's nowhere near sadie yeah if you're sitting there going oh my gosh they're another sadie book no. no and everyone is totally different but as someone me who has sexual assault triggers this did not set me i feel like she did it in a respectful way where it still yeah. set it up and it was important. Yeah. But she didn't go into weird, awful details about it. No, so, it's not
0: Sadie-level cray-cray. No, it was <clears throat> not. So. No, I, I agree. I think seeing her opening up the book at the beginning where she's in that fight club aspect. And then we get to, we get to honestly, like, upfront meet Cass. Yep. And she doesn't realize it's Cass. And then real, realizes it's Cass after he, like, flees and leaves her, like, a note in a red solo cup. Yeah, he, so he fights her. He, like, shows up to the fight, and mm-hmm. she thought he'd
1: been dead for seven years. Right, because so, he had leukemia. Yeah, and she hasn't seen him since, so <clears throat> she's under the impression that he's dead, and now all of a sudden he's showing up fighting her. Mm-hmm. Definitely threw her off her game. She still won, but he led her. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's. She even knows that she that he let her. And so she starts trying to, like, beat the crap out of him. And it mm-hmm. doesn't really work. But,
0: um... in Not in that fight, but in the previous fight, her necklace breaks.
1: Oh, yeah. And her necklace was given to her by
0: this Gil. guy named Gil.
1: Who she moved in with in New York and was, like, a caretaker for him. Mm-hmm. And then he just recently died.
0: Yes. He like, died brutally, too. Yeah. Like, didn't she say it was, like, six weeks earlier or something like that? Like, she... Yeah. Um yeah. he he was he was in a hit and run hit and run and the driver just left him there to die, which is awful. Yeah. Um which
1: oh, knowing what I know now, and it's fine. It's fine. We're not talking about it yet. We're not talking. Look, I want to go in order, okay? So I'm not gonna I'm spoil okay something with just hitting at highlights at book. this point.
0: This is a big book and we'll be this, here all day. This that's but true. Okay. I think we should just hit highlights because a lot of what happens in the beginning of the book honestly is just build up. It's build up and build up and build up and build up. Like yeah. she walks home with Miles and finds And a, Miles is her roommate, her gay roommate. Yeah. And they find a Athena. Athena. The goddess. Yeah, on her front stoop, bleeding out of her side, and, you know, they- they shelter her. They try to fix her up as best they can. Of course, she's going to heal. She does have that. And of course, Laura
1: knows who she is. Miles does not know who she is. Miles is what you find out later is called something called an unblooded. Yeah. Um, which, Another Harry Potter filling record, right? almost. But basically, it, it just means that he wasn't born into one of those bloodlines of Yeah, he wasn't elite part of the society. That's supposed to be hunting these gods and goddesses down every yeah. seven years. So. Yeah um and then i mean all she then she leaves. goes to find Cass though because yeah. she doesn't know he's a mm. she goes to find Cass because he's supposed to be a healer before he disappeared he was doing this healing thing mm. come to find out the reason Cass disappeared for seven
0: years is because he's a god um he, he took apollo the god apollo's power and is now reborn as a fake apollo is how they kind of word it in the book yeah, he has yeah. apollo's powers and when they ascend which basically means when they take the old god's power they rename themselves and in the past a lot of the new gods have really come up with really stupid names <laughs> yeah
1: and Cass makes it a point that he's not going he just keeps telling everybody call me caster Call
0: that me is Castor. my name
1: and all the people that are supposed to worship the new apollo are like no because that's not, that's your real name, so. That was your, your, um, moral name. Yeah. And so all of the old gods, too, just keep calling him the fake Apollo the fake or Apollo. the imposter. Um, or
0: god killer. God
1: killer. Yeah. The old gods that, are real mad one, about that was That was Artemis's one. favorite, like, sling. They're a little salty, okay? Oh, yeah. But, like, the whole reason that they have to hunt them is because they rebelled against Zeus in the first place. So it's, like, mm-hmm. I mean, every, it's fair game. Like, I don't know why you're getting so salty about it. Like... <laughs> Do you want to get
0: hunted by immor- no. by mortals who you thought were lower than you this whole time?
1: No, but at the same time, like, now he knows what it's like because he's being hunted, too. Like, oh, yeah,
0: no. Artemis has a... She's in an old god complex. Yeah, she's got some issues. And, I mean, and and we get to see her, honestly, right off the bat, too. She blows up a window in the Theseus house and tries to kill him immediately right off the back because he killed her brother like yeah. and she's slowly spiraling out of control and that is further explained later on is that artemis and apollo were like a side to each coin mm-hmm. apollo grounded artemis and didn't allow her wildness to be real to you know release itself and Artie grounded apollo because apollo is known for being vain yeah I guess is the nice... She humbled him. <laughs> she
1: humbled him. And so... But she teamed up with Athena. Yeah. And then when they got caught in, uh, by this guy who you're gonna f- come to find, his name is Wrath, he, uh, mm-hmm. killed the old... He took out Hermes. Well, yeah, but he was already a god before that. Who did he take out the first time? Uh,
0: the... Edward... Going back go. to the beginning. It, there you know, there's, a, there's this cool little cheat sheet. Was it Achilles? Ares. No. He killed Ares. Yes.
1: The god of war. And took his place, and now he's replaced him. Mm-hmm. He's His new name is Wrath. Mm-hmm. And his whole thing is, I'm going to kill all the old and the new gods, and I'm going to be the only god. Yes. So he's hunting everyone. Yes. And so he came and got Athena and Artemis kind of backed into a corner. So Artemis cut Athena and you know stabbed her whatever Mm -hmm. so that artemis could get away Mm -hmm. so athena is bleeding out she has to ask castor for help even though she's like you're a new god and i hate you yeah i hate you all kind of form an alliance her castor and lore and the deal is that lore will keep athena alive Mm -hmm. if athena will kill wrath because Mm -hmm. drum roll please when wrath was still
0: mortal or right after he became immortal So he was mortal when he, when she and her father go to him the first time. Yes. He doesn't become, um, and ascend, he doesn't ascend until halfway through the Argon that her parent, that, um, Laura's parents participate in when she's like, Eleven.
1: So Lore's parents were like brutally murdered and like her whole family, not just her parents, her her whole family.
0: Her whole line is pretty much wiped out. She's She's the the only one left.
1: Well, her and Tidebringer. Tidebringer. But at the beginning of the book, you know that Tidebringer is missing, and so we're pretty sure that Tidebringer is dead. But she was captured. Lore is her is the only one left in her line. And um she's she thinks that Wrath did it. Um, and Wrath isn't telling her any differently. Like, he's, like, he's being a douchebag supreme. Um. I mean, you're the
0: god of war, you know. uh, He's the god of being awful. He's He's not a good person. You're a prick, (laughs) is what that means. Um, Um, side note, though, our cast of characters, uh, is the following at this point. We have Lore, also known as Malor. Malora. Melora, yeah, main character. Yeah, she's main character, and I put her if I was gonna build a team, uh, and like do it D and D style. I put oh, her yeah. as the hunter. Caster is the healer. Athena is the hunter slash, um, not really like a rogue, but she's also kind of like another hunter, pretty much. Okay, um, Van. Is our rogue because oh, we he, haven't introduced Van yet. Van Yeah, he's always by Caster. Well
1: yeah, but Can is Van is actually Caster's was Cousin. His, yeah, his cousin in real life. Um or not in real in real
0: life. Before when he was Caster sins, yeah. yeah. And he
1: still serves
0: him and protects yeah. him. Yeah. So Van is kind of the the rogue of the party basically mm-hmm. he doesn't fight he's not a hunter and he's a techie too like mm-hmm. he has lots of
1: technology that he can use yeah. which athena hates on all the time yeah
0: she doesn't like it um but he is a messenger for the achilles house so i guess every house has a group of people that are messengers yeah and Just they the cannot world. be killed during the during the Aegon. the agon So, I thought that was kind of cool. And then you have Miles, which is, um, Lore's roommate and BFF. I say he's a bard. I can see that. I would give him the bar status, um, honestly, just because of, like, he has mad skills. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And you will, we'll kind of touch on that some more. Like, his, his skill level is cray cray. Mm -hmm. Um, that one we'll have to play with later. But that, that's our main grouping right there. So. I was, I would just, I wanted to have a little bit of fun with
1: it. I thought it was kind of funny. That would be so much fun to do a and d campaign with these characters, though. That It's would like be, just a cool idea to do a and d campaign with this premise. I, I think that it would also be amazing, even if we took it a step further than that, just to do, like, a Greek god D&D. Mm-hmm. Especially because you'd have to act as the uh, look
0: i have so many ideas that's a tangent we don't need to talk about it okay okay (laughs) sorry tangent time anyways i'm gonna do it if we were gonna go down that roll road i think we'd have to pull slips of paper out of a hat so you cannot create your character but we would like write down okay these are the gods that are going to be in there and then we'll have some cards that say um, hunter or human That would be amazing. And then at at day one, or at day zero, you'll pull it randomly out of the hat, and whatever card you get, that's who you have to build off of, and that's who you are within the game. And that would be fantastic. And it would be randomized, too. I like it.
1: So. Randomized stats. The stat sheets are already made. Once you pull it, that's mm -hmm. your stat sheet. Yep. (sighs) Look.
0: Josh. Yeah, Josh. Josh. Hey. (laughs)
1: Look. I know that uh, it's been a while, mm. and, you know, now that we're both vaccinated, Josh, I'm going to need you to get this campaign going. Yeah. Um, even if it's a Zoom campaign, I don't care. No. You know? I, I'd be down for that. I, I think that'd need, be cool. I need D&D back in my life in general. <laughs> yeah. Melanie and I were talking about that the other night. How about about how we want to do a campaign.
0: Okay. Well, okay. I think that was a little, tiny, little tangent. Tiny tangent time. Tangy, tangent time. Um... I honestly think like the next. I mean, they do a lot of things. They do where they, you know, the the Achilles House basically has denied to join Wrath and pretty much got wiped almost completely out. So now they're underground, um, in Van, and in Caster, trying to keep them alive and in hiding. Um, I'm trying to remember how they end up in the Odysseus. They just decide that that's where they need to go is they need oh no yeah because that's where they think the poem is oh yes okay 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 do you want to explain that to everybody so
1: there's this poem and it's like it's the poem of hold on it's actually at the beginning i'm not going to read the whole thing but i want to make sure that i'm calling the poem out by its proper name it's called zeus at olympia um and it was an old greek poem and in this book and i i think in like real life too the translation is by someone named creon of odyssey uh uh, it's a odysseus odysseides is how but remember because the lines are like a different Mm -hmm. way of saying it but anyway it's it's from the house of odysseus There's a part of a poem that was translated, but there's a further part of the poem. It's like missing a stanza or something. Yeah, and it's missing. And supposedly, it's supposed to bring them some grand revelation that's going to
0: tell them all how to end the Aegon. Yeah. And because the the House of Odysseus is known for being very good at keeping... Archives. Archives and records and things like that. The group decides, okay, we're going to go... There and see if they're willing to give us information. Uh, unfortunately, Raph beats them to the punch. Yep. And instead of just going to the stronghold of the House of Odysseus, they're now on a we have to, we have to save these people mission. Yes. And correct me
1: if I'm wrong, Odysseus is where we meet Iroh.
0: hmm
1: So tiny, tiny backstory. Um, Laura already knew the house of Odysseus because Because her mother was an Odysseus. Yes. And when her parents died, she went to stay with them for a time being. They cloaked her for a while. And it didn't turn out well. No, and here's how, okay, how do you want to handle these flashbacks? I would like to go in chronological order when we find them out, because I don't want to keep going back and forth and back
0: and forth and back and forth. That's something that I did like about this book, that they they had these flashbacks that explained... At the right time. Yeah, at the right time, why things in present day are going down. But I feel like it's hard when we're doing, like, bullet
1: points to get through the book or whatever to keep going back and forth.
0: Okay, I agree. We won't we won't do that. Um, so instead of just going to the house of Odysseus and trying to get the information, they are now on a mission to save Iroh and as many Odysseus's Who Lore still thinks hate her. Yeah. So for, it's because like, of what she did. So I mean, and I'm fine
1: telling them what she did now. I just mean I don't want to, like, get three yeah. bullet points ahead and then go back to when they actually tell you no. what happened. So
0: but. here's the flashback that you get explaining why she believes Iroh in the house of Odysseus would kill her on sight. Um, after her parents are, di- are are have been, after her family is brutally murdered, her mom's mom... Um decides to snatch up Malor and take her to the house of Odysseus that is based in like the the old country is mm-hmm. what they call it, which just basically means Greek uh, they're in Greece and she is there. She meets Iro and Iro is the daughter of the current Iracon, which is just a fancy word, the head of the house, the which next is in the line head of descend. the house not even the next to descent he's just the head of the house he yeah. is the one that rules over the house but if it if it came down to it isn't he the one that's supposed to take yes. it if it came down to if it? it comes down to it if they're able to capture a god and kill them the archon is the one to obtain their power which is why the archon of the uh, um oh not the the uh, the Achilles um, was very mad because Castor while is connected to the Archon, he is the nephew and is yeah. not too... He wasn't the next in line. Yeah, he wasn't the next in line. So that's kinda what But there's it's a there's a
1: bigger sin amongst the hunters and amongst the families. Mm-hmm. It's called being a kin killer. Yeah. So even if even though Castor ascended before him, it is an even bigger sin for him mm-hmm. to try to kill Castor for that. So he just, like, reluctantly serves him. And he definitely mm-hmm.
0: has it out for him. Yeah. But, like. I mean, it's, he does try to take his life. Well, yeah. <clears throat> um, while everything is going down at the Athesius
1: house. But he literally says that because they were like, wow, you're a kin killer. And he was like, I think everyone will understand.
0: Like, so I mean. Because he's... Castor was weak. Yeah. As a child. So, well, like. Castor
1: had leukemia. Of
0: course he was
1: weak. <laughs> Oh my god! Um,
0: I'm not saying you're wrong, <laughs> Just but saying so when she gets
1: to when she gets to grandma's house, mm. there's uh,
0: describe creepy old
1: dude because that's all I'm okay. Doing, I'm so, calling him creepy
0: old dude. Okay, so she is taken to the old country to live with the Odysseuses. Uh, while she's with the Odysseuses, she continues her training actually to become a huntress. And she meets Lore and, or not Lore, Iroh, and uh, they become really good friends, almost like sisters, pretty much is how they're described. And um, Iroh's dad actually ascends. He becomes the new um, Aphrodite mm-hmm. heartbringer, her heartbreaker. Heart, yeah. Heartbreaker. And because he's ascended, he, they need a new Akron. They need a new head of the house. However, he doesn't have any male heirs. So they have to find somebody in his line that is a, you know, somebody that that can fill that role. He does find somebody, I think it's like a cousin or something of, of him, and he comes to the house and he takes up the mantle of Akron and he starts to dote upon Lore and you know praise her for her due diligence and her strength and her endurance and is always and at giving first she her... thinks it's a good thing because she's like yeah. oh I
1: have the favor of the Archon like this is really cool yeah and everybody is saying basically the same thing like, yeah you wow, should you're be so happy lucky. that
0: you you know the Archon favors you so much you should be glad that he favors you um though however the Akron is doing some things that maybe she isn't okay with he's. Being a little bit more physical with her than what, you know, he should be for, like, I think a 13 or 14-year-old at this mm-hmm. time. And one night during dinner, uh, she is told to go to his chambers. And she's, like, in, a, like, a study, like, an office space. Mm-hmm. And he comes to her and... And pretty much tries to force himself onto her, and goes, "You know, I'm going to make you pretty much whatever I want. You will serve me in yeah, my, and needs. my slaves, basically you you're gonna be my concubine, mm-hmm. pretty much. um, I will make you mine. you will you know you will do what I want. you will please me however I desire to be pleased, uh, and you will no longer do training And she said, Nope, <laughs> pretty much she forced him back off of her. Um, And finds a letter opener in a drawer and basically slices... She she kills him. She kills him by slicing uh, his jugular and he... He also gets her, though, at the same time. She's left with a permanent scar across her face. Mm -hmm. And she flees. She... uh, After she kills the Akron, she's like, I'm going to be killed myself. I've just, like, destroyed... All of my opportunities here at this house, you know, I'm, I'm, they're going to retaliate. So she flees in the dead of night and runs out of the house and runs out of the town. She just keeps running and running and running until she hears this, a, a gentleman's voice calling from the side of the road. Um, a few days later and she runs into Gil and he, what has happened is he has been attacked by bandits just outside of the city and left for dead. She then takes him on her back back into the city into the hospital and she just stays with him and she asks him after he is recuperating in greece um can i come back with you because he's from new york because he's from the u.s and he reluctantly says yes you can come back with me you can come live with me and take care of me and take care of my brownstone and i think originally i know this isn't important but she was originally supposed to be
1: maintenance Mm-hmm. And then I think it was a joke that she said she went to change a light bulb and then she just became like the house caretaker or yeah, whatever. pretty that. much. So,
0: I mean, it just seemed like so, and she and Miles lived together mm-hmm. with Gil yeah. and. Uh, she's like a few months later, Miles moved in. Mm-hmm. So it was like he it was wasn't. like a little family. Yeah, it was like a little family. And they both saw Gil as a dad. Mm-hmm. And then, you know. Yeah. He got all murdered. Yeah, unfortunately. So that, that at least gives you an idea of why Lore thinks Iroh is going to kill her on sight. Uh, turns out that um, they are able to get into the Odysseus' stronghold. However, Wrath has Heartbreaker pretty much pinned down at this point and is demanding Iroh release the... Uh, the Aegis. The, the Aegis. or had- No, not the Aegis, the poem. He doesn't even think they have oh, the Aegis. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah um demand to give them the poem tell me what it says this that and the other and you know heartbreaker says no way in hell and wrath says meet you in hell and ends up killing heartbringer which means that um no one is able to no one able can no another another human god i guess it's... so yeah another god cannot absorb
1: a god's power but if like me or ashley were to walk up to him then yeah if we were to be the one to kill him we could claim his power yeah but gods can't claim additional powers you can yeah. have like seven powers in one
0: yeah so wrath kill um that's why it's so important that wrath killed hermes too mm-hmm. and allegedly killed tidebearer is because now no one can get these powers yep. they're pretty much gone yep So, he kills Heartbringer and is about to kill Iroh, but Athena and Malor kind of step in and distract him. Caster flubs up the whole thing because he's still new at this, apparently.
1: Athena gets all mad at him and some stuff goes down. She's able to rescue Iroh Mm -hmm. and um, some of the people of Odysseus. But she's injured in the process. Um, not gravely or anything, but. Yeah, no, they have, the they have,
0: they have their healer. He's good. Yeah. He does his thing. So they get back and
1: they recoup and they try to figure out a new plan. Right. Um,
0: and where does that bring us? So Iroh pretty much says for... Iroh pretty much tells Lore that what happened seven years ago is pretty much swept under the rug. Her people don't really see what she
1: what they call happened? It an accident. They
0: call it an accident. It was a tragic accident no. that their Archon died. And Lore pretty much goes, that's a load of hooey. You know what kind of man he was. And Iroh pretty much goes, yeah, I, I do. I'm not denying. But this narrative keeps you alive, too. Yeah. So, like... She's like, but unfortunately, this also is what it has to be. Um, so, with unfortunately Heartbringer dead, they do kind of come to the understanding that I mean, they need more of an alliance. They need more gods on their side if they're going to take out Wrath. And one god that is to be rumored that had escaped from Wrath is the Fate or the False Dionysus. Yeah, uh, which is the kin killer of the Her- Hercules. Yeah. Uh, Line. He pretty much went on a went on a like a crazy rampage, kind of like the kind of like Hercules. Yeah,
1: killed his entire family mm-hmm. and then killed Dionysus. So there's no other people to come after him from the Heracles line at all. Mm-hmm. And now he's the false
0: Dionysus. Yes, and his powers allow him to um, kind of make you think you're seeing things yeah. a certain way when you're really not kind of like a hallucinational yeah power. but she
1: said something about how they can either bring you elation or rage so it's it's got to be either something really good or something really yeah. bad but i mean, i don't think he's making you see spiders crawl on your face you know what i mean Maybe. but like i think your thoughts it's like he changes your thoughts not yeah like he your takes a memory and
0: warps it yes so they decide okay we need to hunt this this person down and Van goes, there's no way in hell. He's gone dark. And Miles is like, well, I might have an idea. Yeah, because he was like, do you have a picture of him? And he showed him a picture, and it just happened to be
1: at this museum that Miles knows all about. And he was like, hey, just so you know, that museum closed for renovation like two weeks ago. Because he and works for the city. For, yeah, and it's so to So he knows all anywhere.
0: this stuff, and they're like, well, maybe we should look there first. And, yeah. like, Miles is like, I'm coming with you. And Van's like... Fuck no, you're not. (laughs) Yeah, Van is very, very
1: opinionated that Miles should have nothing to do with the Aegon. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that kind of raises a question. Mm -hmm. If you were a part of a world that you didn't want to be a part of... And, like, someone else came up and was, like, they didn't have to be a part of that world, but they wanted to. Yeah. Wouldn't you be a little upset? Like, at first I was so confused by why Van was doing that, but, like, I really understand him on, like, such a deep yeah. level. Like... He wanted out so badly. And he can't. And, <clears throat> meanwhile, Miles doesn't have to be involved in it at all and just keeps wanting to put himself in harm's way. Yeah. And I feel like that also makes, Ga- makes <clears throat> Van feel a little... A No, like guilty or ashamed maybe because like miles this unblooded that's never done anything is showing more courage than he is right now basically
0: okay yeah. and I,
1: I feel like that's getting to him but that's yeah. just a little side note i know no
0: little, i think but. that is actually a good point to point out because i think that is something that bracken i think maybe even tried because there there's different levels to you could you could contrast that lore You know, and Athena are two sides of the same coin. Yep. Athena is willing to do whatever it takes to get her comeuppets. Yep. And Lore, while also wants the same thing, she wants Wrath to die for what he did to her family. She is not fully willing to take a life. Yep. But they decide, okay, we're going to go try to find the false Dionysus and they do <clears throat> they find him at the I, I guess that actually was his old house at one point yeah back and it's in the so day. eccentric and then it's converted into a museum yeah but it's this really weird eccentric architect uh architect's house and he was an architect and it, i thought that was kind of funny to like yeah. see that but um They kind of battle a little bit with the false Dionysus and wound him enough to where he goes, look, I'm not going to tell any of you anything. Except for maybe Lore. But I'll tell Lore some things. Yeah. So they're like, you know what? Fine. Whatever. We need this. We need whatever he's willing to give us because he's actually been working with Wrath and we need more information. Maybe you can try to coax him into joining us.
1: And I have a huge question about
0: what he reveals to her. Okay. Okay. So go. Do you tell, want me to
1: do the spoil? Yes. Yeah, so spoil it and then I will ask my question. Okay. No.
0: So twist number one, which was just, mwah, ugh, loved it. It's so good. Um, He basically goes up to, you know, him and Laura go off to the side and go, look, the only reason I teamed up with Wrath was to keep Hermes safe. And Laura goes, yeah, yeah, whatever. Y'all were buddies you know lovers whatever and he's like it was more than that you know it but my one job that wrath told me to do is i had to find you you had disappeared from the world you had the agus and that was my one job find you find the agus that was it and i would be forever free to do whatever the frick i wanted to Mm -hmm. and hermes would be safe And he's like, I couldn't find you for seven years. And then out of nowhere, I ran into Hermes and found out that Hermes was cloaking you. And she's like, I wasn't with Hermes. What the, what are you talking about? And the false Dionysus goes, you think Gil was just a nice, sweet old man that just randomly took you in out of nowhere? That randomly put a roof over your house? That never asked any questions, was always kind to you? You really think that that was just a normal human being? No. Gil is Hermes. Here's my <laughs> question. Oh! Loved it. Loved it. You loved it.
1: I don't. And here's why.
0: Okay. Why don't you
1: love it? Because supposedly, mm. supposedly, Okay. they're only supposed to be mortal during the Aegon for seven days. Mm-hmm. How did they kill Gil? I know it's supposed to be a hit and run. I get it. But here's the thing. He supposedly died in the mm-hmm. hit and run six weeks earlier. Mm-hmm. But at the beginning of the book, mm-hmm. you see Wrath killing Hermes at the mm-hmm. beginning of the mm-hmm. Aegon. So where has he been for six weeks? What's this dead body situation going on? He took a
0: new form. They can do that. So he faked his own death six weeks before the...
1: Okay, that because was Because he was going to go missing it. for a
0: whole week. I didn't understand And Malore is going to go, where did he go? For a whole week, he's just randomly vanished and gone. So he and, faked his death,
1: gave her the house, so it would continue
0: to cloak her. hmm
1: God, he's so smart. Okay, as thank long, you.
0: And, and the false Dionysus goes on to say, as long as Hermes would have been alive, she would have been cloaked. Yeah, He had no intention of dying, of dying no. in this agon. He basically faked his own death, left her the house and the money. He was going to go run off and hide somewhere else. And as long as he stayed alive, his enchantment would still cloak her. However, unfortunately, he dies at the beginning. And I was so, so happy about about that. Now, there are some reasons why Hermes slash Guild does what he does. And I don't know if we should talk about it now or if we should uh, push it out a little bit longer. I feel like we should hit it. Because it has to do with the second twist. I feel like we should hit it at the second twist. You want to hit it at the second twist? Yes. Okay. So, Lore is unraveling at this point because she has literally been told that who she considered a father figure, you know, who she loved and adored and took care of all this time is a god. And, yeah, she was told to hate the gods. Yep. So, she's having a lot of issues right now. The false Dionysus asks her pretty much point blank, do you have the Agus? Alor goes, fuck no, I don't have the Agus. Wrath is smoking shit. Yeah. I don't have it. It's I, I don't have it with me. I don't know where it is. I don't know who has it. And Dionysus goes, well, I thought maybe he would have hid it. Maybe Hermes stole it and hid it somewhere here in my house. Uh, to leave for me so that I could then do something with it or whatever. Um, As he's talking to Lore, he is unfortunately killed. Unfortunately. Well, okay, fine. It's not really unfortunate. He was very purposely killed. (laughs) He was very purposely killed by a lioness, which is a female huntress in the Cadonus... house Ca- the cadmus house the cadmus house i don't see it as a c i see it as a hard k but where which one the serpent house yeah cadmus okay we'll we'll call it that then i have no i've been calling the condone t- cadonimus or something crazy Eh, whatever look serpent the, house we the serpent mm-hmm. house the bad guy house wrath's house that's who that is yeah um she takes him out and kill in wounds him and because she did not do the killing blow she does not absorb his powers but he does end up dying due to his wounds Mm -hmm. because he had been wounded prior so he dies due to his wounds so his power is not obtained in the act though of all this Lore decides she is going to try to track one of the Serpent House Wrath's people. She end up does uh, tracking down the Bastard of Wrath, which, if I can find it, Belen, B-E-L-E-N, mm-hmm. um, is the son of Artesio, who is Wrath. That's his um, human name. She tracks him to a park they start to spar in their spar you know words are said things are said that honestly don't mean anything it's just lore spouting off pain and hurt towards billen yeah about her past uh with their with their family and in the act of fighting him she takes his hands um, Because she doesn't want to kill him. However, she wants to dishonor him. So, Lore
1: and Castor both are very against killing people. Yeah. Meanwhile, they've teamed up with Athena, mm-hmm. who just wants to kill, kill, kill all
0: the time. I don't think it's one of those, she, she wants to kill, kill, kill all the time. I think Athena, and she's also referenced as the gray-eyed goddess... Because of who she is, she understands that sometimes it is just better to kill, to kill something than let it live, is kind of how I've always taken it. Because she brings that up again later on. Yeah, going further on, though, that's
1: not a huge... Athena fan. No
0: one is a huge Athena fan. So Athena let's fan. but we'll keep on <laughs> So she takes his hands, which pretty much will mean that he will never be able to reach Kronos. Kelios. Kelios. Yeah. Thank you. Um, which is basically the Greek basically if you ever watch Gladiator, that's what happened to like that guy. Hero status? Yeah, you go yeah. to the eternal wheat fields. In, in basically heaven and you're given everything that you could possibly yeah. ever want. Your cup will never be empty. You know, there you will never go hungry. It's basically glorious up there. Um, so she basically takes his hands because, you know, she wants to send a message to Wrath that she is back and that she is willing to do what she needs to do to avenge her family. Belen gets away, Caster catches up to Malor and basically belittles her for what she did. He's Mm -hmm. like, you did something you shouldn't have done. You've added more gasoline to the fire that we didn't need. And in her fit of rage, she comes at Caster and basically defends you know what she did basically he needed to be put in place we need to send a message to wrath but then caster goes no because that just means the iron's gonna come back down on us hotter than what we can handle at this moment and after they kind of have that spat Castor and Lore end up having this little really weird passionate creepy kiss <laughs> is how I would put it down yes. like she kisses him and he and they're like not getting hot and heavy but you can definitely go oh yeah they're they're kissing and making out and then literally cast pulls away and goes do that when you're not trying to distract me yeah. And starts running after Belen because Belen is still alive. Yeah. He's going to get back to Wrath and tell them that Malor is alive, Cass is alive, all this hoopla, and it would be better to capture him as a pawn at this point in the game. So they're they're chasing him through the city, and somehow it gets wrapped around, and their acts. Ex- Crazy shit happens. Balor basically blows up a city block. And Cass has to save Malor by using his powers to burn away all the asphalt. Athena finally catches up to them and saves some people on the street. Yeah. Kudos for her. Um, basically, they, they go back to the brownstone looking their wounds. Yeah. It's how that one ends up. Um, I feel like that's how a lot of their fights end up. Like, they have, they're have they gonna fight it out. And then they either somebody ends up dead, or they end up, like, mortally wounded, and... They... Or something blows up. Okay, look, tell me that this is not
1: a D&D campaign in the making. Okay, the the DM didn't quite write a way to get out, and his team is dying, mm-hmm. and what's going mm-hmm. on, and then all of a sudden, explosion. Why? Because the DM is God. Okay, that is why. Yep. In this case, I feel like Alexander Bracken literally just wrote a D&D campaign. That's all she did.
0: <laughs> That's all she did, and it's fine. It's yeah. A-okay with me.
1: Yeah,
0: so they end up going back to the brownstone... And casts in Van and Lore and Artemis, or not Artemis, Lore and Athena and Miles are all kind of literally just healing and doing what they can to try to figure out what they're going to do. They make a decision to try to help out the Odysseuses and the Achilles by raiding A stock house on Wrath's turf Mm -hmm. um, so that they can get weapons and essential needs to the refugees of both houses. And so hopefully getting the Odysseuses to come onto their side and help fight for them. So they go and do that. That goes off pretty much without a hitch and they just get everything to go back. Um, But also Van has a insurgent... Is that the correct word? Where you have, like, a spy within the network? I wouldn't call it an insurgent. He just, he has a contact. He has a contact Who's with willing the... to give him information. Right. So, um, unfortunately, he doesn't want to meet with Van. He wants to meet with Miles. Because <laughs> he previously met with Miles. Because they had no other option. They had to send Miles so they could mm-hmm. get some other
1: stuff done. And he was like, you're unblooded and I don't like you, but I like you better than Van."
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. So... Miles agrees, again, to go to the contact to try to get more information. Um, He ends up, yes, going to the contact and getting the information. However, he ends up getting captured by Artemis. Yeah, Artemis has been secretly tracking them the whole time, and she's like, ooh, I
1: have my opportunity to capture this pawn. Let's do it.
0: Yeah, because she has come to understand that if I want to kill Castor, I have to get Lore to get mad and come at me because then caster is gonna follow her like a puppy yep and she really wants to kill caster because he killed killed Apollo. apollo so they get a message through the shared link that they have set up between lore's phone and miles phone miles basically screaming help yeah help me help me and through a gps locator they're able to detect um where he is they come to deduce that artemis took him because Mm -hmm. all the animals in the park are acting really crazy they have a group of hounds like leading them into the park yeah it's kind of crazy the uh lady of the wild hunt has literally gone wild herself yep um that fight i really didn't care for unfortunately Mm -hmm. between artemis athena castor and lore It was kind of really, like, lackluster. I feel like Bracken threw that in really to kind of clean off a, you know, a a lingering question and just to get rid of Artemis. Because Artemis was Mm -hmm. kind of, like, just causing problems for the group. It was like one of those, okay, yeah, she's a bad guy, but she is not the bad guy. She's not the big bad. Yeah, she's not the big bad. She just wants to get revenge for what happened to Apollo, their fight is really lackluster. Out of all the fights in this book, I would have to say Artemis's fight is the poopiest of them all. Is <laughs> the You just call it the poopiest? Yeah. Yes. There, There's no rhyme. Okay, there's a reason behind it. She stole Miles, and Laura's mad that she stole Miles. But it, the fight, Lore doesn't even fight Artemis. Literally, she leaves that fight up to Athena and Castor. And they pretty much circle each other the whole freaking time by literally batting swords and spears at each other until they accidentally push Artemis off a cliff and she hangs herself. Her her quivers her quiver strap gets wrapped around her neck and caught on a branch. And because she's falling off the cliff, momentum does the work. Yeah, yeah, momentum does the work for her. But this whole time... So, again, no one claims Artemis' powers. Yeah, either. no one claims Artemis' powers. But the whole time, Artemis is literally trying to poke holes in Athena's story. Athena's pretty much going, you've lost your, your shit, sister. You need to calm the fuck down. Castor's trying to get answers to why he is the way he is now, because he can't remember anything. And then she takes a swan dive off a cliff. Yep. And then that's it. Like that's it. Like, I know. It's not. It. It's not the best choreography wise. It was very good. Yeah. Plot reasoning. Eh. The really the only thing she tells everybody by the end of it is that uh, there's a monster in the water. <clears throat> <laughs> that's it. And that Caster's powers does not feel like her brother's. Yeah. So Caster has something going on with him that is not the traditional way you get. A god's power. Yeah. Something something went down when Apollo died that we've never seen before. That's literally all the Artemis fight is there to tell you. Mm-hmm. That's it.
1: Okay. I mean, it it's a it it was a choice.
0: She made it. We can I feel like that was literally just like a well shoot, I left this person. Yeah here and i don't know what to do with her so the dm's gonna roll their own dice and crit kill it okay but no like literally they <laughs> rolled the dice she
1: she got she got a crit she tripped on herself <laughs> that's exactly how it happened yeah pretty much um okay so artemis is dead yeah no one claimed her
0: power no so then let's let's recap who's left we have athena mm-hmm. we have wrath we have Caster, and we have Caster. We have... And then we have a question mark over Tidebringer. Tidebringer. Question. Mm-hmm. Um, We're assuming but at she's this, dead. Yeah, at
1: this point, we can assume that she's dead. Yeah.
0: Because everybody else is dead. Um,
1: so now it's time to get back to, okay, well, what does Wrath actually want then? Yeah. Why Why is Wrath doing what he's doing?
0: Sorry, I thought I had to burp. <laughs> I'll cut that out. <laughs> it's okay. So... This next bit makes no bloody sense to me. I'm sorry. Pretty much all they do is like, okay, we're going to stake out every house that Wrath owns. And hopefully, somebody will lead us to something. <laughs> hopefully.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, even Castor calls them out on it because they were like, yeah, it sounds like a plan. And he was like, you. there was literally no plan in anything that you said. Like-
0: <laughs> None of this makes any sense. None of it. And okay, but does it work? Yeah. <laughs> basically, what happens, Art- okay, if we're gonna get serious, Artemis's death pretty much severs the trust between Lore and Castor. Because Lore is then pushed to basically go, what, what happened with you? You know, can I trust you? Can I not trust you? And Cass is hurt by this. He goes, I'm your friend. I've always stuck up with you. I've always been your ally. You can trust me. Like, I don't understand why you're having this big of an issue. And, you know, Athena kind of pushes Lore to really kind of take a hard look on the stance right now. Mm -hmm. And go, there are things that are going to have to be done. If we are going to do what we agreed upon doing and you chaining your life to me. That he's not going to agree upon. Yeah. So he's
1: dead weight. And basically, what Athena is saying is Castor is so set on not hurting anyone and not doing anything that's going to get anybody even remotely put in danger. Yeah. And Athena's like, Me and you, we're different. And we know what it takes. We know that sacrifices have to be made.
0: Yeah. And she's very much playing on Lore's hunter instincts mm-hmm. that she has built up all her life. Um, and she's successful. They The the group breaks up for a few chapters, and Laura and Athena go off to hunt, quote-unquote is how they put it. Um, and Cass, Van, and Miles go off in a different direction to find a new safe place, mm-hmm. pretty much, to to hunker down for the rest of the week. And I mean, they are
1: the. Because the, at this point, I want to say they're what, five or six days? They're almost there.
0: They're, they're, they're only day, like five, three days right? into the thing, three or four days. I
1: thought that they were already closer by the time that they find Tidebringer, which is coming up here in like two seconds now that I just
0: said it. Yeah. Thanks, Megan. No problem.
1: <laughs> hey, look, I warned you all that spoilers were coming. Okay, don't. I want
0: to talk about the rooftop conversation, though, between Lore and Athena. Okay. Because this is your favorite part, you told me it was your favorite. It is my part. favorite,
1: only because I am obsessed with mm-hmm. Medusa, and I—I I mean, I said that to you guys earlier. Mm-hmm. Because I think a lot of people,
0: a lot of people misunderstand misunderstand
1: the story. So you actually did a really, really good job of oh, telling the story you, between.
0: So I'm gonna have you oh, do it again, okay, okay, and then I'll okay, will okay. I'll see if I can do it the same way I did I hope with you, you did, because pre- it was very pre-podcast. Good. Um. So they're on the rooftop, and Lore and Athena are pretty much having what I would consider almost a heart to heart at this mm-hmm. point. Um, Athena is basically going, you know, you have to be you have to be willing to kill when the time comes. You have to be willing to kill, and. Lore pretty much turns that on Athena and be like this is bullshit lady you're full of bullshit you you spike one thing but your actions show another you were the protector of athens and look what happened there you left your people to die yeah you know when when your people needed you when your city needed your protection where the heck were you you were gone you know you only take on men as heroes and train men why won't you take on women? What do you have against women? We're badasses, too. And because of what you specifically do, that di- dictates my whole world. You know, just recently, within the past few decades, would the families even allow women to be huntresses or lionesses? Like, that wasn't a thing. We were just supposed to be breeding at, at mm-hmm. things for to just be married off. Um, And there's a lot of hate that's coming from Lore because of what has happened previously with her. And we'll get with that in a minute. But Athena pretty much comes back on Lore and goes, Look, you don't know the whole truth. You don't know that sometimes gods are also held to a higher power. And sometimes there's things we have to do that we may not like like to do, but we have to do them. And Lore pretty much points out, you know, you... You are the reason why women are hated, you know, just like what you did with to Medusa. You let Medusa get raped within your own temple by your uncle. Mm-hmm. You didn't even protect her. She worshipped you. She believed in you. She loved you. And you were not there for her. Instead, you cursed her for what she did. And, and Athena goes, that might be what you think happened. But I gave her a blessing. Yep. And Laura goes, that's impossible. And Athena pretty much explains. She's like, yes, that happened to her. I could not stop my uncle's wrath, even if I wanted to try. What I could do is give her the ability to look upon the world and look without fear. That something like that would never happen to her again. Oh, Chills. And I think
1: that's the part of the story that everyone misses with Medusa, mm-hmm. is everyone's like, okay, every, the, every person I've ever met knows the story of Medusa, in that she's a lady with snakes for hair, and if she looks at you, you turn to stone. You die.
0: And There's everybody's like, oh, okay, she's side. she's
1: some bad, but, like, even even after that, they were like, oh, well, she was just jaded, and now she's, I've, I've literally heard this said before, and it just made me so mad, but they were like, oh, she was just mad because she got raped, and so then every man had to die after that. Mm-hmm no, (laughs) no, you're missing it. Okay. Mm -hmm. The point of the story is not that she has this curse and like, Oh, I've also heard people be like, Oh yeah, I feel so bad for her. Like Athena was just mad because she slept with a family member. Okay. First of all, she didn't sleep with anyone. Okay. She was raped. Let's get that Mm -hmm. very clear in the Mm -hmm. beginning. Second of all, Athena felt bad for her. This is the only part of the story where that I really finally connected with Athena because up until that point, I feel like she's always hard. And, mm-hmm. like, this is the way of things and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, you don't understand. Mm-hmm. I felt my heart broke for her. And yeah. all I could do was make sure that she went living her life without fear. Yeah,
0: and I basically gave her an ability to where she would never... She would be able to look upon a broken world and know no fear. Exactly.
1: And, you know, as, as a sexual assault survivor... Do you know how amazing that would be to just walk out every day and not have to worry about it? Even if if for people that haven't, with the statistics as high as they are for sexual assault, do you know how amazing it would be to be able to walk to your car at night downtown Mm -hmm. without having to have mace and your Mm -hmm. keys between your fingers? Mm -hmm. Like, that would be amazing. And so many people see it as a curse. And, I mean, I guess that to a certain extent it is because, you know, she gets to live without fear, but, you know, she also lives without a lot of other things. Right. So... I
0: think it, it, something that I took away from that story and that what Bracken was trying to put through is that you're going to, there are moments in your life where you're going to go through a lot of hard shit, a lot of dark shit. But because of that, you can be remade. You can make a new, almost. You become stronger and you become better and you're able to look upon the world almost with newer eyes, yes. almost. um and I liked that. I really did. Because that also lines up a lot with our main character. Yes. You know, she had a, a similar event happen to her. Somebody who she thought she could trust, you know, came at her, you know, and did things against her will or her liking. And she was slightly made anew. Now, other things happened to Lore to be able to be who she is now. But that is something to keep in mind as we kind of go forward through the story, and with Van Athena. says something too that also parallels her to Medusa, because Van, when they're mm-hmm. talking,
1: was like, "I was always jealous of you because you always were fearless, mm-hmm. and like you just, and so like, and on top of that, the the Perseus line or whatever wears the mask of Medusa,
0: right. so, but that's because
1: that is their most notorious kill. Yes, but at the same time. Which she I also brings... it up. parallels it so good. Yeah, she brings it up to Athena. She was like, okay, so you gave her this gift, and then you also helped kill her.
0: Like, yeah, and then literally Athena goes, do you think I? Uh, there are things that gods... Do you think gods are above the fates? Yeah, no. The we, fates said I had to be involved in that because I helped create it. Yes. I, I could not not do that. But then, like, right at the end, she slides in the reason that she does not take on women... To be heroes, and I use heroes in quotation mark, is pretty much because of her friend Pallas. Mm-hmm. P-A-L-L-A-S. Yeah. Um, she was her sparring friend when Athena was very young and accidentally killed her in sparring. Um, but she is supposed to be the goddess of the house, of the home. Yeah. And women are supposed to be the, her likeness. Mm-hmm. So Athena pretty much tells Lore, you know, I did not, I do not see any reason to take on females as heroes because they are heroes pretty much in their own right. Yeah. Now that does not mean I do not give them guidance. Yeah. I do not consult with them. But why, why, why diminish their he- ness in their own right as what they are, is what Athena pretty much says. Now Lore, takes this kind of with a grain of salt. um, She she does feel that, uh, you know, Athena is somebody that she may not truly fully understand. And she starts to see a respect for the goddess that she hadn't seen prior. So... Pretty much out of this whole stakeout, other than the heart-to-heart on the top of the, on the top of the building, they do end up finding, um, uh, the lioness that killed, um, the fake Dionysus and stalk her, or hunt Mm -hmm. her, back to what's called the Waterside House, which is another stronghold house in Wrath's Line, and, um... They make a joke that there is a monster in the water because they can clearly see something is being kept. Yeah. Under the waterside house. Um, so they break in. They go through the tunnel. They uh, they knock out the guard that's guarding this one door. Yeah. In the basement. And come to find out, Tide Tidebear- Tidebringer... It has been locked up down there the whole time. Has been locked up down there the whole time, and she is the reason why the whole city is flooded. <laughs>
1: yeah, because Tidebringer is the new Poseidon, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's, you know, yeah. trying to get out.
0: <laughs> yeah, obviously. I guess the other thing that came, I guess, I'm sorry. The other thing that I guess then that came out of the Artemis fight is that right after Artemis died... All of New York flooded. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was it. It was like Artemis died, everything flooded, and then we saying, Well, Artemis can't bring on flooding, so But you know
1: who can. But you
0: know who can, Tidebringer can. So maybe Tidebringer is <laughs> So
1: they get <laughs> she... down there and Laura's talking with Tidebringer.
0: And in the middle of them talking, Athena kills her.
1: Not Laura, well, Tidebringer.
0: Yeah. So, basically, Lore knocks out the guard um, and doesn't kill him, which comes back, again, to bite them in the butt, and Athena points that out vividly because the guard realizes, oh, shit, Athena and Lore are down here, plus Tidebringer has now been unlocked from her shackles. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go run off and tell my boss what the hell's going on. Athena follows the bodyguard, ends up killing the bodyguard because Lore didn't. Yeah. Uh, Ty- i finish what you couldn't. I finish what you couldn't. And Tidebringer's, like, trying to tell Lore what happened. Because she, she confirms, she's like, you know, you had gone missing for all this time. I couldn't find you. And Lore goes, yeah, her, I ended up being under Hermes' protection. And Hermes cloaked me. And, you know, she pretty much tells Tidebringer, because they're technically family. Te- <clears throat> yes. Yeah. Um... But then yeah, out of nowhere, she just falls over dead right when she's about to tell her something about Athena. Mm-hmm. And we find Athena is the one that threw the dagger. And then Athena <clears> goes <throat> on a
1: villain's speech. Okay, you guys know those movies where the villains like, "Yes, James Bond, and let me tell you why I did all these evil That's things." That's exactly
0: what she did. It's literally Yeah, it's like Athena finally like has her breaking point almost with Lore and goes, "Look, you're not doing what I wanted you to do in all of this. I opened up with you. I told you some of my dark secrets, thinking you were going to do X. But apparently you went and did Y. And I'm tired of you always doing what I don't want you to do. So you know what? I'm going to tell you what really went down.
1: And it it's crazy. So you know how the whole time that Lore has thought that Cadmus and that whole house, that Wrath was the one that killed her family?
0: They're, okay, ready for the... The backstory then to this, yeah. Okay, all right. Here we go. It was
1: him. <laughs> I love spoiling it. I want to. I want to be the one to say. Well,
0: it. Do you want to tell the story then? Can you
1: remember it? uh Yes. Hold on. Okay. So, Athena wants this thing called the Agus or the Agus or I call it the it's, Agus. It's the, it's the big shield that Zeus made for her. But when they rebelled. He gave it, he gave all of, like, the specialty items to the families to Mm -hmm. keep to the bloodlines. And Lore's family originally had it, and then Cadmus stole it from them. So, and that's, like, her birthright to Mm -hmm. wield it to Agus is is hers. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. after, after Cadmus does some creepy stuff, because he wants to marry Lore, and it's a weird thing, um...
0: She the reason I skip
1: over that. Okay, well, okay. So, all of a sudden, Lore, when she's 11, it's another, like, flashback, mm-hmm. gets invited with her father over to Cadmus's house, and he was like, hey... You guys are poor, and you're the also only line, and you know that I have the, the agus, and I'm going to give you an offer, and I'm going to pay you X amount of dollars, and you're going to <clears> give <throat> Lore to me to marry. Yeah. And he was like, why would I want her to marry your bastard son? And he was like... Oh, it's not for Belen. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's for me. It's for me. So we'll get married when she's 12, and then I won't bed her until she's had her first blood. Mm-hmm. And then after that, she will just bear me children, and mm-hmm. my children will be able to to wield that Agus just like she you know yeah, just like Yeah because they're from the line. Lore gets mad and attacks one of his lionesses. <laughs> she no, she attacks Belen. Oh, I thought it was the the lioness first to get to Belen and then she's holding it at the lioness's throat or something.
0: Maybe, I think she lunges, Or the lioness jumped lunges, in, front in front of, of Belen,
1: something like that. Yeah. Anyway, it it shames her whole family and her dad's like trying to explain to her like actions have consequences you yes. cannot
0: just let your rage control
1: you but when she gets home she they're talking about fleeing they're like so
0: the agons so that's pre uh, that's pre-agon of for that for yeah. that timeline or not that timeline but for when that, the new so, agon comes up right yeah. so then the new Aegon starts her her father and Laura's father and mother go to live in a hotel for the week yeah to do battle to try to kill some god try to kill god and obtain their power unfortunately they fail and that's when wrath is born yep and they come back two days early to the apartment and pretty much tell lore what has happened he's ascended we're no longer safe we need we, to flee. We need to flee, and she basically throws the biggest tantrum, calls them all cowards, yeah. and because
1: like we've dishonored our family in you, her training to be a hunter. That's what they teach her. You don't run. You are always brave, and you you jump head first in. And she you doesn't are a understand Spartan. What rate? What running away is like?
0: Yeah. She she views what they want to do as a cowardly act and a disgraceful act. She will never become a huntress. She will never ascend to. Um, Helios. Yeah,
1: Helios with a K. Helios. Um, she'll she'll never have that honor in death or whatever, basically. And so she's like, "I'm going to go get my honor back right now. I'm going to go get my birthright back." Mm -hmm. So what is this? Eleven year old. Yeah, she's (laughs) eleven. Eleven year old Lore sneaks out of her family's house, sneaks over to Cadmus's place steals the agus and gets out undetected mm-hmm. okay
0: and she's like running like best day of my life kind of like running and then out of nowhere she like deadpan stops and, and realizes like, oh, what she did Oops!
1: dad just told me that all my actions have consequences like maybe this isn't a great thing
0: well it's one of those yeah this isn't a great thing she realizes that wrath is now going to punish not just her but her whole family, her two younger sisters mm-hmm. is going to... And he's already ascended. He's immortal. Yeah. Is is going to have to be punished and she doesn't want that for her family. So she
1: turns around and that's all we see at that point. It's yeah. just that she turns around. But when she comes and we assume that she's taking the... Because she's like talking about it. Like, I'll just take it back and then I'll take the punishment on behalf of my family. Yeah. And when she gets back to the family home... Her whole family's dead whole family's wiped out and her sisters are like brutally cut up and stuff it's bad they're slaughtered pretty much
0: and which there is a weird thing that they that bracken points out many times anytime when we hit that that scene is that there are gold coins over the eyes of the deceased well yeah it's to help them it would be to pay for the fairy boat however we never see any of the other kills that have ever happened from cadmus do that from that yeah because it weren't him (laughs) well it wasn't him so what happens is um athena is going through her spiel and pretty much lets loose that the agus was supposed to be mine yeah
1: and I want it, and I knew that your I family- I knew you stole it. Yeah, I because I, I was watching you, and mm-hmm. I knew you stole it, and I waited for you to get home, and I waited and waited and waited, and you didn't come back, and I was trying to torture information out of your family, and eventually I just got tired of it and killed them all, and your dad was an absolute coward and begged for his life. <laughs> your mom was a little bit better, though. Like, she-
0: She took her she, L she, with,
1: uh, with pride. Yeah, exactly. And- what mm-hmm. this whole book we've thought wrath did it and i mm-hmm. mean he's a bad dude
0: it made sense it lined mm-hmm. up mm-hmm that was the second twist dun, dun, dun. i have to say though comparing twists i, I like gotta Gild say gilwin is yeah Gild one is better that took me off like whoa like i like panicked with lore at that point i was like what what but at that point, what? I just kind of thought Gil was the connector between her and Miles.
1: Yeah. Okay? Gil is a character because it connects her and Miles and their friendship, their closeness, mm-hmm, whatever, mm-hmm. and it gives her the brownstone. That makes sense. And then all of a sudden, Gil's the main character? What? what? <laughs> no, seriously, yes. That's... It was so good.
0: I mean, I liked... I liked the... I feel like Athena pulled a Dio moment. Like, literally... Mm-hmm. It was me. It was me all the time. And you didn't know. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I, I really didn't. I, I think the Hermes one is, is much better. But here's something else that I thought was very, very interesting. How Athena finds out that Lore had stolen the Agus is because Hermes told her.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Hermes literally also is following, had just happened to be at the the time and place that she, he saw all this went down. And Athena was like, hey, I am looking for this. And Hermes was like, oh, yeah, the Poseidon, the 12-year-old stole it from Wrath. And he feels a lot of guilt for yeah. what he did and how he played a role in Athena slaughtering her family. So that's why he did what he did. That's why he took her... Under his proverbial wing and shielded her from everybody because he didn't want Athena to find Lore ever again, Mm-mm. and I thought that was very interesting. Again, another layer adding on to the Hermes, and well, just why think, that is what that
1: is. But I mean, just if you even if you think of it from a selfish standpoint, he mm-hmm. should still feel bad because he owes her. If he hadn't, if he, if he had, hadn't
0: told Athena where to find
1: the Aggies. Well, then she could have killed Lore as well, which mm-hmm. means that Lore never would have been in Greece, and she never would have been able to save him when he was attacked. Attacked. You know what I mean, though, but, like, she never would have been able to do that, so, like... He wasn't attacked! <laughs> he faked it! It's Hermes! I know. the Trickster! All the gods are tricksters. Every everyone says they yeah. call Athena a trickster. They call Dionysus a trickster.
0: They call them all tricksters. Yeah, I guess you're a trickster if you put your priorities beyond others. Oh, yeah, that's true. So Athena finally gets done with her uh, Dios rant, and Lord, <laughs> I'm sorry. What are you calling it a Dios rant? I'm like, it's a Dios rant. Uh, it Lord, was me, Dio all along. <laughs> um... Lore pretty much comes to, to the understanding that, well, you and me are bound to each other. If I die, you die.
1: Yeah. If I die. I don't I die... we hit that
0: bullet point in the beginning. Yeah, we did. We did? Okay. Yeah, yeah you told them that. Um, and then she's like, and if I die, wrath can never get, ne- wrath can never wield the Aggies.
1: Because if the families die that the artifacts were given off to, mm-hmm. the artifacts disappear. Yes. So she tries to kill herself. <laughs> Tries. Look, she does a very bad job. Okay. She like, if doesn't you're, even stab
0: correctly. If your heart is right <laughs> above the booby, okay. <laughs> She stabbed into her shoulder blade. <laughs> she, like, sh- she, like, hit, like, right here. It's technically, like, like, armpit area. R- <laughs> That's, and, like, if he even called her, I was like, you can't even kill yourself correctly. But also, um,
1: I lied, and we never bound ourselves to each other, so you're just dying for no reason.
0: Yeah, joke's on you. You're just gonna die for no reason. Um, and that kind of pisses off Floor. But some interesting things happen to Laura down in the tunnel. Um, Hermes shows himself to her again. Like a ghost of Hermes type situation? Possibly. She has a lot. At this point, she's like bleeding out. She's incoherent. Athena has run off somewhere to do... Because m- she's just going to
1: leave her there to die. Yeah,
0: pretty much. She's She pretty much turns to her and goes, there are other ways that I will get what I want. Because she still wants the Aegis, but... I think it also implies that if Athena she gets knows it that cast for her.
1: And if she gets it before Lore dies, she can still have it, right? Isn't it has to thing? be will,
0: it has to be willingly given over. So okay. even if she was able to get to the Agis before Lord dies, she couldn't wield it. Okay. Because it is not hers to have. Yeah. So I think in that moment it's more Ca- uh, more Athena going. Castor's going to come for you. He's always going to come for you. He'll heal your stupid ass. Yeah. And I'll just find another way to get what I want. Um, which is true. I mean, Hermes comes to her in a hallucinational point and coaxes her to walk. Um, and helps her get out of the tunnel. Though at the same time she comes in contact with her deceased family members spirits technically and she asks for their strength and that's actually quite parallel to a lot of the a lot of stories in Greek mythology that we see with people that are in between the living realm and the underworld they see spirits of their dead ancestors they're able to communicate yeah. to those entities and I, that's what lore does she pretty much asks for their strength and their support please don't leave me i you know i need your strength please don't leave me that's kind of like the mantra that she says and then i guess she ends up at the beginning of the at the the start of the tunnel her phone has wi-fi now her gps signal goes off cast is miles is able to tell cast where she is cast goes and finds her and heals her ass
1: all is well. All is well. Still a D&D campaign. Pretty Don't much. even try to argue with me because it is. <laughs> All right.
0: Well, then if it's a D&D campaign, Megan, what happens next? <laughs> um, it's time to fight the big bad. <laughs> it's time to heal and sleep and then fight the big well, bad. Well, it's time to prep to fight the big bad. Pretty much. Yeah. So after healing and recuperating in the new safe place that miles found because miles is amazing kudos to miles that's why he's a bard <gasps> um lore pretty much comes clean and goes this is everything that just happened to me oh and by the way i have the agus hidden somewhere in the city yeah i never actually took it back she technically took it back like, she never gave it back yeah i went back and then decided no and just hit it <laughs> So she goes back to the place that the. Uh, and she hit it at the original house, too. Mm-hmm. It's just like in a. Grate. It's in the drain sewer yeah. behind the house. So, her and Cass, she basically tells Cass, there's something I have to go get. And Cass goes with her for her protection. She retrieves the Agus and she shows it to Cass and she pretty much speaks to it because it starts to try to, like, scare or cast and he and she pretty much tells it no he's not our enemy yeah and then like the shield like understands her and goes okay okay no enemy got it um but she bangs on the shield um summoning thunder and she moves her sword across the front of it summoning lightning and Cass is like why are you making all this noise people are gonna know you have it now mm-hmm, and she's like good yeah, let them come that's the point yeah <laughs> That, that I felt like, that. I'm pretty sure that's from another movie, too good, let them come. Yeah, I'll guarantee it's from, like, 18 movies, but <laughs> it's still a badass line every time I hear it. Yeah. So they're pretty much gearing up through information and Iroh and the Odysseuses and the Achilles and everybody else. They pretty much have found out that Wrath's plan is the following. That the last few lines in the poem basically says which are on the agus which is on the agus um that tide tide bringer actually just flat out tells lord mm-hmm. this is what it is yeah um basically to end the the argon um one must be victorious and willing to give up everything to summon me. you have to make the ultimate sacrifice yeah you have to give the make. Me. yeah and to summon me down and be rewarded wrath interprets this as um back in the old days you had to make a sacrifice to the god as in a killing to the god typically it was an animal of some sort mostly goats pigs some cows but he says ultimate and thinks let's kill everyone mm-hmm yeah Um, so he has created some sort of mystical bomb. They don't know exactly what the bomb is. They just know it's a bomb and it's going to blow up all of New York, New York City. I'm sorry, New York City. So, and they also just, they also found out through Miles and some other people where they're staying, which was in the Waldorf. Mm -hmm. And the reason they had, they chose the the Wardorf, um, is because, um, fun history fact, uh, When our president, um, Roosevelt, second one, not Teddy. Yeah. Um, he would be snuck into the ward off of Waldorf via a secret entrance off of the subway system. Mm -hmm. Um, and brought up via elevator. So no one would get, no one would see the president in his wheelchair. Yeah. Well, that's still there. And amazingly enough, Miles even says, you can take tours of this. It's it's still there today. And I even went online and it's still there today, which is so sneaky cool. Um, but yeah, because of that entrance, they now have a secret entrance to the underground system. New York is still, flu- is still recovering from the flooding. So they have specific... Places within the city that all the refugees are. One of them is Grand Central Station, of course, and that is connected to the subway systems. So they're like, okay, the bomb's underground under the Wardorf. Uh, We're going to send a team to Grand Central, to the Wardorf, and Lore and Castor are going to go through the subway system and try to cut them off. All right, break. And that's what they do. Again, a half-assed plan, and (laughs) somehow... still, still working. working yeah yeah so we we don't even get to see what happens in grand central station we don't get to see what happens in the waldorf mm-hmm. all we get all we're following is cast and Lore and Lore. as they go through the subway system um they're given noise canceling headbuds so that wrath can't use his power to basically like his ability is to like weaken them like if if you hear his voice you like. Crumple to the ground in fear. Yeah, or he can like manipulate you to do stuff. But um, yeah. So Cass unfortunately has to hang back and like fight all these hunters with his godly Apollo powers, which he's finally starting to get the hang of. Yeah, yeah. He tells Laura, "I'm about thirty percent able to come." Yeah,
1: (laughs) pretty great. Not
0: great. (laughs) But okay. It's like your sork's going, all right, I'm going to do a holy missile. And you're like, no. no. But, um, so Cass is hanging back and sends Melor ahead. Melor finds Wrath and Athena mm-hmm. working and who together. Have teamed up. Yeah, who have teamed up to work together. Um, and Belen is arguing with Wrath, saying, you know, why are you teaming up with the Grey-Eyed Goddess? She's a liar. She's not to be trusted. You know, we don't need her. This, that, and the other. Whining some more, like the little tiny who she is. hmm And Lore pretty much tells Wrath, you know, I did not know that such a god could spawn such a weakling. And almost, in, not almost, she goats Wrath into killing him. Yeah like again i feel like that's just alexander bracken like tying up a loose head she's like i gotta get rid of this character somehow mm-hmm. i might as well let your dad kill you <laughs> so i'm gonna do that and now it's time for a three-person triangle fight pretty much i mean that's kind of what happens laura comes out of her hiding spot and her whole plan is i'm gonna try to go Athena and Wrath into fighting each other over the Aggies and whoever comes out victor of that will hopefully be bruised up enough to where I can kind of take them out but Athena sees through that plan and basically goes Wrath into fighting Lore Mm -hmm. on a one-on-one. Lore ends up cutting off his arm at the elbow um and kind of like I don't, it's just It was
1: a weird fight. She kind of incapacitated him, but in the fight he was still able to stab her. Mm-hmm. And he stabs her with this knife that's coated in poison. Because his house is the snake. So I think it's like what, viper venom or something. Yeah. Um. And so,
0: Laura is still...
1: She's, so she's, she's hurt.
0: She's, she's going down yeah. because she's affected by the poisoning. But as she's being affected by the poisoning, she pretty much tells Athena... She's like, how could you... You know, work for this man after everything we've talked about and everything we've been through. I believed in you. Mm-hmm. I supported you. I thought you were better than this. And if you truly want to get out of this, then you have to destroy what you crave. Yeah. What you want. Which is the I guess. Like she flat out tells Athena, if you want out of this, you have to destroy this. Pummel it into dust. And do that. And she willingly gives the Agus to, to Athena. Athena at that point. And Wrath pretty much laughs this off and pretty much goes, you know, that's stupid. You don't need it. You know, my plan is victorious. I am victorious. I will be the victor. And v- Athena's like, the wait, wait, victor.
1: wait, we teamed up because it's supposed to be that we're victorious, <laughs> not
0: just you. Mm-hmm. And so, Athena pretty much comes to the terms that Wrath is always out for Wrath. And I kind of... I'm going to have to find that line in here real quick. That I love it so much. um, Where she pretty much picks it up. And pretty much tells Wrath to shove it real fast. Hold on. Flippy, 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 flippy. Oh, you're fine. Okay. So... Um, I'm going to pick it up from here. The goddess steps forward, leaning over the agus, her hand hovering a beat resting. Then, as easy as drawing in her next breath, Athena lifts it from the water and returns it to her side, just as I am sure that I did not give you consent to kill this mortal. (laughs) Like, I'm sorry. If you want to say, like, that is the best middle finger ever, like, that's pretty much up there. Um,
1: do you know what that line reminded me of for no reason at all? And I can't get it out of my head. Tell me. Uh, do you remember the line in Harry Potter that Sirius Black gives when Lucius Malfoy is, like, trying to get the, um, Prophecy from Harry, mm. and he just walks up and says, "Step away from my
0: godson," and yeah. decks him in the face. Yeah. Like I don't
1: know why, but like that's all I could think when I read that line because like yeah. it, it gave me an equal amount of
0: ooh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I I I got that same feel. I was like, "Go, Athena!" Fina. Like finally, she is stepping up, stepping into a different a different light. Um, and she ends up taking out Wrath completely, like she does end up killing him. So his powers just go away. And she's technically the last Well the last old, old God. God. Because we still have Caster yeah. allegedly. Um, but she's actually also wounded. She unfortunately takes a hit from the poison dagger. So now her and Lore are both poisoned. Mm-hmm. And they're both laying there. So she crawls over to Lore and pretty much asks her, How do I do how do I get out of this? How do I defeat this? What do I gotta do? And and Lore can't Lore can't say anything. She's pretty much to the point now to where the poison has taken so much of effect she can't do anything. So Athena pretty ma- pretty much comes to realization if she wants out she's going to have to do the ultimate sacrifice and give up herself,
1: which is what it was supposed to be interpreted as. Wrath interpreted it as killing everyone, mm-hmm. and she was like, "I have to give up my immortality. Like I have to willingly give it up." Just like she had to willingly give me the Agus. I have to willingly give up yeah.
0: my life. Yeah. So she pretty much gives. Um, she puts the dagger in Laura's hand, wraps her hand around it, and Laura the whole time is like screaming in her brain, like, "No, this is not but what she, I wanted." She can't do anything. I did about not it. want this power. I will never be free. Um, but she ends up. Athena like plunges the dagger into her body with Laura holding it, so Laura obtains Athena's godliness um she's she wills herself to still stay in human form um ends up destroying the bomb saving the city all that good stuff and then the book i kind of wish the book would just like end so okay
1: ashley and i both agree that for the first four hundred and 20 pages of this book it was really good it was very very good and then you know okay going back to my roller coaster analogy, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah, you know how like you've been on a roller coaster and you think you got to the end but there's still one car in front of you and for some reason it hasn't gotten there so you're just sitting at the end of the track like okay mm-hmm. when are we moving yeah like when it, you got to pull it into the station yeah well i don't want to be pulled in i want to ride again like <laughs> just keep going. Keep, <laughs> going keep going keep going you're so you're doing great so, Castor and Lore are now gods. Yeah. They're the the last final gods. And it's the last day of the Aegon. Mm-hmm. So, they're supposed to ascend. Yep. And they go back to the... The Brownstone. The Brownstone. And they're sitting, they're all sitting together.
0: hmm
1: And it's, like, Van, it's, like, the whole group. Van, yeah. Miles, Castor, Lore, Even whatever. Iroh is there. And they're all talking, and Castor and Lore are just like, we don't want to go. Like, we don't want to ascend. We don't mm-hmm. want this. Mm-hmm how did you say it and then a calm wind <laughs> she
0: was like making no okay fun of it so, so first hard. they they all like they're chilling up on the the roof and they're all hanging out um if you didn't already know miles we already said was gay van comes out of the closet yay um and also is gay and uh him and miles hook it uh Iro's doing Iroh things yeah um and says that you know her mom is actually contacted her um and they're gonna bring the Odysseus' clan into the future whether or not the Argon the Argon uh continues or not <clears throat> but um yeah and like we actually find out what happened to Apollo mm-hmm. right at the end. Because Cass admits that he does remember. No, what happened he to like him. after that moment like he falls asleep and it happened, like he gets yeah. it in a dream and he finds out what happens. Which <laughs> the same thing that athena did apollo just figured it out way earlier he was like i can get out if
1: i do this and Cass had leukemia he was mm-hmm. dying so he did the same thing hand over
0: hand kill me right now and Cass took his power so yeah. which apparently by doing so you become something new you're not yeah. an actual you're not what what traditionally is you don't take on that god's power it's like the, the power like Takes on its own life of some sort. Which sorts. is
1: why she couldn't feel Apollo anymore. Right. Like Artemis said that.
0: Yeah. But they both agree. They're like, we really
1: don't want this. Yeah. Like, we really don't want to go. We just wanted to be normal. I don't want to be hunted. You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I and... guess Zeus was just like,
0: okay. You don't have to. It's cool. <laughs> you asked nicely. <laughs> yeah. I mean. I just, like, I just, I don't, <laughs> the ending
1: is so big. Does it wrap everything up? Yes.
0: Pretty know. much like their lore, lore and Cass both ask like, can we just please stay? They feel like this weird pressure behind them, but they never turn around to look. And like, she asks again, please just let us, you know, let us be free. And they feel like this breeze like pass through them. And... Ugh, it was
1: sad. Look, it's like what we said in the beginning. Mm-hmm. There's really not a setup for a huge sequel because of that. But, like, there's still a lot of room for mm-hmm.
0: side stories and prequels and novellas. Mm-hmm. and I, I would like to see what happens to Ira's clan. I would like to read some fanfic on this. Cause I'm, I'm, I guarantee you there's some hole out there that has it. i going to need some sexy fanfic right now. Like van, and van and Miles. Van <laughs> and Miles, yes. Uh,
1: yeah. Real bad. Like, don't get me wrong. I think everybody was like, "Well, what about Lauren Castor?" No, no. they're awkward. Van and Miles till I die. Okay, mm-hmm. yes, they're they're cutesy.
0: But yeah, no. Our <gasps> ship name could be Man. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Anyway, uh, but his actual Van's actually for, his actual name is it's Evander. He's Evander, like Evander Holyfield. Yeah. So out of all of that. I gave it a 4 out of 5. I also gave it a 4. I had to
1: break it down, and I had to scratch it out a few times. Mm-hmm. Technically, it earned a 4.25, but you round that back down to a 4. Mm-hmm. So, my could have put it down, even though I had to put it down, just because it's such mm-hmm. a hefty boy. Yeah, yeah. I didn't want to. So, I still gave it a point seven five out of my one point. Yes. And then, it didn't feel slow. Yeah. I was attached. Oh, yeah. Love the riding style. Oh, so good. At the end, my last category is always, Poop. do I need more? or was it a great ending? It was poop. It was poop. I gave it a 0. 0.25. I'm sorry. Like which it, brought me to a 4 and then I gave it a bonus 0. 0.25 for having a
0: freaking awesome cover. <laughs> I mean, if you if you never picked up a Bracken book, I feel like her covers are always phenomenal. They're awesome. But I'm trying to recall whether or not the ending in the dreadful tale of Prospero writing series was that bad I don't think, I it, don't think was. it was I think it was one of those it wasn't spectacular however it wasn't like a what yeah there was some there was still some groundingness to it like mm. it, it 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 summed up everything nice neatly packaged it away it wasn't a flop here you go this is what it is sorry about your luck and we're moving on yeah. I, I feel like Passenger did something similar, unfortunately. And that was a two-book series. I feel like it did something similar to me where I was just like, wait a second, no, 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 no. This is not okay. Yeah. You cannot give me all of this amazingness. And then just, nope. Yep. So I'm curious to see what her next book will be like and see if there's a similar trait And if it is a similar trait, I'm going to have to say Alexander Bracken may not be an impulse buy anymore for me.
1: See, the thing is, is she still will be for me. Because other than the the very end of it, Mm -hmm. I was hooked the whole time. It was a world that I wanted to get invested in. And I am very attached. And I I absolutely loved it. I still love her writing style. Mm -hmm. I just Mm -hmm. wish... That she wrapped up the ending a little bit better, or mm-hmm. leave room for a sequel. Like mm-hmm. that, that could have easily been they they become gods, and like what happens then, and like mm-hmm. maybe they get out in the next book. You know, like yeah. and
0: it, it she, would. I don't know if I, would I feel be like happier. she shortchanged
1: herself that way. I wasn't happy
0: with this ending, so no, I mean, I, I still mean, would like have... I I think I would I would be happier if she were to say. And, you know, midnight hit and they ascended and they were together. Yeah. And then the second, maybe make this the, you know, and you could have still left it there and it could still be a, a standalone novel. Yes, the Agon never truly. And that could be, okay, I could see where that could be a second book. And then we're questioning, well, did the Agon actually stop? Did it, you know, arena? Did it take place place again another seven years? Like, what happens? So those
1: gods are still there. Or what happens to those gods? Because when she was talking to Hermes, Hermes was like, I mean, my physical body is gone. But I didn't say that I was gone. Yeah. So, like, maybe they're up there partying with the gods and the gods just don't have a corporeal form anymore. You know, Mm. like, I don't there could have been a lot of stuff that they could have done that yeah. they didn't so yeah it still got a four and so for somebody for a book that i don't like the ending mm-hmm. on this much mm-hmm. to get a four
0: yeah guys still solid still solid book still a solid book i honestly i really did enjoy it wish bracken had done better with the ending for a read only uh campaign series though that's pretty good that's pretty good yeah. That was very good yeah
1: Oh, do you have anything else that we need to bring up? Because we no, have kept I them did for it almost. almost two hours now. It's probably been one of our longest. I think our last longest was like an hour and 30.
0: Well, that was uh, Serpent and Dove. Serpent and Dove, And yes. Serpent and Dove was a 600-page book. So let this... Okay, I'm sorry. Going forward, if it is something that is over 350 pages... It's going to be a longer episode. It's going to be a longer episode. However, what do we always say, Megan? <laughs> it's not about reading. It's about fun. Yes.
1: <laughs> um... So if you guys listened along and you didn't read it, it's fine. It was still fun. I'm glad that you guys came. Mm-hmm. If you did read it along with us, I had lots of fun. At the end of the day, reading is never a requirement on this podcast. But as long as you're enjoying yourself, Mm -hmm. that is what is important. So thank you guys for listening Mm -hmm. for almost two hours with us.
0: (laughs) If you like what you're hearing, make sure to leave us a like or a comment down in the description or in the comment section. She's like YouTubing it right now. But
1: yeah, if you guys are listening on Stitcher, hit us up and give us a comment or a review even. You know, Mm -hmm. if you and I'm not talking about like oh, we need five stars. Just let us know what you guys are really thinking. If yeah. you think that this is a one-star show, that hurts me a little bit. I, but I understand. Just, <laughs> constructive criticism is what we're asking yes. for. Give me, Give me five stars and then tell me I'm <laughs> crap. That's fine. <laughs> but no. I think yeah we just love to get some more feedback from yeah. you guys because the couple of you guys that do reach out and tell us what you're thinking or you you know message us um, mm-hmm. on social media um we love hearing from you guys but we, we want to hear from you more of you yeah. you know and instead of just like the couple of you that are like super cool. Not which, saying
0: that the couple of you shouldn't stop because yes, you should keep going. I still love
1: you guys very much. But <laughs> anybody else that wants to reach out to us, you're always more than welcome. Tweet mm-hmm. at us, leave us a review, leave us a comment. Um, you know, email us. You can mm-hmm. always reach us at any of our social medias. We are at Wine and Dine Pod. Everywhere, everywhere except In-
0: facebook yes we're not on
1: facebook so um i don't know maybe one day if more of you guys start reaching out to us and if saying, more hey, of you we start you saying we want us on facebook by god i'll get there a Facebook. You go. that's how you do it mm-hmm. okay guys well i'm megan i'm ashley and this is wine, wine and dine, and dine.